couple of weeks ago, I had a discussion over on Clubhouse about, well, we were talking about toxic masculinity, but a comic came in and asked if words have power. And at that moment, I said, yes. And a little bit as the day went on, as the week went on, I got to think, really pondering that thought. Do words actually have power? And answer might surprise you. We talk about do words have power this week on episode number 67 of The Relaxed Mail. Welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. So this week we're going to be talking about power of words. But before I start, wanted to welcome all my new listeners. We're growing ever so ever so steadily, and it's just, it's a great thing to to see. And I wanted to say welcome if this is your first time here, first uh, episode you're listening to. Thanks for so much for taking the time. If uh, you end up liking this show at any time, I say something that just is really awe-inspiring or, you know, um, <laughs> or makes you think, ask that you uh, share this episode out to uh, to your friends and people are in, put it in a text message. Send it to someone who you uh, you think of when you hear this or causes something to you to think of somebody. Share this out. Let's, I'm trying to get the uh, the community to grow more and to do that really need to, Get the word of mouth of the show out. And so doing this would be being able to, if you were to share this episode out on Facebook, Twitter, to, like I said, send it in a text message uh, through a messenger, anything like that, be awesome to, uh, to let people know, let the fellow, your brothers know that, Hey, there's a show out here that has got your name just all over it. You want to learn how to relax, learn to kick back and. Enjoy life and not let so much get to you. This is this is for you. If you're wanting to be able to reach out, uh, reach a goal, be find achieve a dream that you've had for a while. Again, this is the show for you. And so, I thank you for listening. And each week on the show, I like to answer a question. If you're interested in actually having asking a question, you can do so by going over to relaxedmail.com forward slash contact and down at the bottom you'll see a form you can fill out and and send it over send your question over to me or if you like uh, prefer to just send, shoot me an email you can do so with uh, by sending it to brian with a y at relaxedmail.com i'll receive that and let you know that i received it and will answer your question on the following week there are times though that i don't end, i end up not having a a question come in so what I like to do is I like to answer a question over at, uh, over at Cora. And our questions of the week is brought to you by the Brotherhood of Men. Now, the Brotherhood of Men is 
a men's group. This is where we like to get, where we have a group of guys who get together and we're all invested in making sure that each of us become better than what we were when we entered. We make sure we hold each other accountable. We lift each other up. We support each other. We are, you quickly become, uh, start finding friends in, in this group. We are all committed to making sure that we are the great men that we are destined to be. If you are interested in actually joining up with the Brotherhood of Men and want to get more information, you can go to brotherhood, uh, relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood. And you can uh, read about it and also uh, fill out the application down at the bottom. Now, let's get over to the question of the week. The question of the week is from Cora, as I mentioned. And Cora, the question from Cora is, why am I getting angry over small things and end up be, uh, ending up so much frustrated and at least beating myself or beating others okay apparently i don't think the person who asked this is actually from the u.s but i'm going to answer it u.s style uh but basically he gets he finds himself getting angry getting so angry that he is i don't know if he's physically beating on himself you know hitting himself and stuff like that getting so angry or if he's actually you know resorting to physical violence on on other people because he finds himself getting so worked up and kind of talking about that this week because we're talking about uh, the power of words. And the I had a uh, blog post come out yesterday that actually was talking about have, how to have an, uh, a good argument, having arguments and discussions that help people to, to actually do what an argument supposed to uh, offended by something. You know, feigning outrage, which is so big in today's society. And sadly, it's having a, a open and honest discussion is so hard to, <laughs> to have these days because someone will make a comment and you make a re, uh, retort and, you know, all of a sudden it's off to the races to see who can call each other the poopy head the loudest. So how do you keep, uh, why is he getting angry? Well, there's many, many reasons as to why he's getting angry. I don't know the exact reason as to why, but if I was to, you know, surmise and, and think, which is what I, and, and throw out my opinion, which is what I'm doing here. I would actually say that, um, there's a few points he would, uh, this uh, question asker actually needs to start off with. Before he can actually stop becoming angry at everything, first needs to know that the, uh, what is the actual opposite of love? Cause if you're gonna, you're, you're not going to whoop up on somebody that you love. If you do, if you are resorting to physical violence and you keep saying you love them, you don't. You're a, you're a bully and you are scared of being alone. You're trying to manipulate that person that you, claim to love, but you actually, in all reality, you don't. You are being run by the opposite of love. And that's not hate. It's not anger. Uh, the opposite of love is actually fear. You're afraid that that person's going to leave and you're going to be alone and you're never going to find anybody. And if you're beating up on people because you can't control your anger, well, you should rightfully so be by yourself. You don't need to have anybody around. 
you're the reason why you're having so many people have a hard time. You're having a hard time keeping anybody around and you're getting jealous all the time is, you know, that problem of fear, fear, anger destroys, destroys opportunities by holding you back. Fear holds you, uh, keeps you playing small, uh, keeps you, you know, keeps you in the frame of mind of being a bully. So first off, you have to understand what love is. Now, the second is that nobody can do anything emotionally to you. They can't make you mad. They cannot make you happy. They can't make you nervous. They can't make you feel anything at all. They're not, it's physically impossible for a person to make you feel an emotion. All emotions actually do come from your brain, your mind, your perception of what's going on. And so if you're perceiving a guy talking to your girl as being, he's taking my, taking my, my, my girlfriend, that's all on you. He may be trying to take it, trying to, uh, to get your girlfriend's phone number. Then again, he may be, a, you aren't standing with her. So he may be thinking, you know what? She'd probably like a drink and wants to buy her a drink. Or he's just saying, Hey, I, you know, I remember you from high school. He could be just saying hi, hello. <laughs> he could just be being nice. He could just be, you know, asking where the bathroom is. You know, it could be something as, as innocent as that, or it could, you know, it could be that, you know, he's trying to take your girlfriend. You don't know, but you just see something and you could have a, have a thought and your immediate thought is, Oh, she's trying to cheat on me or, Oh, this dirty dog is trying to run, uh, trying to run off my girlfriend. No. You don't know that for a fact, but you had a thought that generated something that created either a jealousy or anger or whatever the situation at hand is. But how, whatever it is, whatever that thought is, that thought comes from you. That is your thought. That way, that's why your thoughts create your emotions. Your thoughts don't create somebody else's emotions. Your thoughts, you can do things that warrant, generate thoughts in other people. But then those thoughts are theirs and theirs only. You can try to elicit, you know, jealousy in a, in a girlfriend if you want, but she may just take it as, well, he's a good looking guy. Let him, let him talk to the other girls. He, I know who he's coming home with afterwards. And you could actually spin that the other direction, you know, that's where it's like, she's a good looking woman. I'm, I'm proud to have, proud to know that she's going to be coming home with me no matter what, unless you're becoming, you know, uh, drunk and, and and obstinate and a pain in the butt, and then she may not go home with you. But either way, your emotions are strictly from you, and so nobody can make you mad. Nobody can make you uh, make you want to punch him. All this depends on what the situation is. The situation is a you know a set of facts. That are beyond your control. All right. I'm sorry. I hope y'all are. <laughs> this isn't going to make it in. But anyhow, Sons Dogs decided he, it's bone chewing time while I'm talking. So if you hear crunch, 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 or, or, or clunks and things like that, that, that's dog. So that, that's the dog boon. So <laughs> he'll just have to, uh, we're just going to power through this because, well, he's, he seems to stop whenever I stop talking and start to <laughs> start talking. So anyhow, back to, back to the, uh, <laughs> question of the week. Now you can, uh, because of the, the fact that your thoughts are yours, 
you can actually the premise is actually quite it's easy it's not it's not easy to to do it takes a lot of practice but the the premise is easy sounds a lot easier the premise is a lot easier than said than in practice people go to counseling a lot over and over and over to try to get you know this premise down but the premise is you know you can change your thought and yes, you can change your thought. It is actually possible for you to change your thoughts. It takes practice to do so. You have to be aware of what you're thinking. And that's where, you know, exercises like mindful meditation actually come into play because you start realizing you can pay attention to what your brain is thinking. As you, as you're doing meditation, you're breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, you know, doing all that. Being relaxed, focusing in on your breathing, coming in through your nose, leaving through your mouth. You're focusing in on just that action of the uh, of the air coming in and leaving your body. And as you are practicing that, your brain gets, lack of a better word, gets bored of sitting there just going, yep, air's going in. Yep, air's going out. Oh, we got air coming in. Oh, we got air going out again. Air comes out air again. There goes that air again. He gets bored of doing that. And so it goes off like a, like a dog when it left lung, breathing out, breathing in. I wonder if that's started bronchitis, breathing out, breathing in, or could it be pneumonia, breathing out, breathing in? Oh no, I've got COVID breathing. And then go to more and more and it'll just, your brain will run. And it, when you notice that you're thinking a thought, bring yourself back, you're supposed to bring yourself back to Breathing in, breathing out. Focus in on the air going in, focus in on the air going out. You're going to have those thoughts. And every time you have a thought, you gently bring yourself back to what you're supposed to be focusing in on, which is that air moving in through the nose, out through the mouth. When you do that enough, you can actually start noticing that when you're just walking around, you're having weird thoughts. You're thinking of, you know, that time your Aunt Gladys brought in the, uh, the Waldorf salad and it was purple instead of pink or, uh, you know, you're going to start realizing you have these weird thoughts and you can start paying attention to where those thoughts, uh, occur. And especially when you become, go into a, an area where your emotions start really arising, you can actually start back tracing a little bit. Oh, golly, I'm so angry. Why am I angry? Well, that's because, you know, Carl over in the cube over just, you know, just farted and it just stunk the place up and I'm trying to work here and my eyes are watering. The circumstance is Carl farted. All right. But the thought that you're having is might be something of he knew I am, you know, I've, I've got a, uh, a weak gag in a reflex, I guess. And I, it's hard for me to concentrate when there's a stench of rotting eggs around here. You know, you're, Having these, you're going to have these thoughts and those thoughts are what actually generate the, the anger that you're having towards Carl. So you want to sit down and you actually want to start doing thought work and paying attention to why you're getting angry. What's getting angry? What thought are you having? And realize that those thoughts are just thoughts. They're not facts. Very rarely does someone get up out of bed and go, you know what? I think I'm going to piss my coworker off today. You know, the, on rare occasions, there are people who will do that, but it's easier and it's better to just go on ahead and give the benefit of the doubt. There's a, a 
a principle or a rule called Hanlon's Razor, which is never attribute to malice that which adequately explained by stupidity. All right. So it's not that they did it on purpose. They're not purposely trying to, you know, trying to make you mad. It's not what they were setting out to do. He just has, you know, was on a, on keto diet for, for a long time and just ate a loaf of bread last night before he went to bed. And now he's experiencing the, <laughs> the, with the, the effects of all that extra starch. So when you, when you actually start doing thought work and paying attention to what's caused, where the, your emotions are coming from, where you're able to, where you're able to actually change your, your thoughts around, you can actually start seeing, Hey, this is really making me mad. What's another way I can actually look at this? And you can actually start changing your thought, changing how you view stuff, how you change, change how you're, you're perceiving stuff. And suddenly you can go from looking at stuff like a victim and start looking at stuff with a actual open mind, an actual objective approach and see that, yeah, okay, he's, he's being annoying, but he's not doing it out of, out of malice. You know, might tell him to, you know, put a cork in it and wait until he gets home or wait until he gets to the bathroom and, and rips a big one. But, you know, there's, it's not something, he's not offending you on purpose and it's not to, uh, an attack on you personally. And so there's no reason to be angry. Now, if somewhere along the way, if you're doing stuff and doing thought work and for whatever reason, you know, your thought work keeps going, well, this is how my mother did it. And this is how, this is the way you're supposed to react. And, and you keep going to stuff that's in the past. If you see that you're always having a lot of stuff in the, from past come up and that's what's, what starts leading towards, uh, causing you to have the anger, then you might want to actually start seeing, going to see a, a counselor about that because counselors are great for working on stuff in the past. If it's stuff that you're just, you know, it's happening in the present and is affecting what's happening, going on in the, to, or affecting your, those emotions are affecting your, um, your progress towards your goals and things like that. You might actually start looking at like a coach. That's kind of a big difference between what, uh, counselors and coaches are. Counselors work on the past. Coaches work on your future. But if you find that you are getting angry and you want to know how to mitigate that anger, there's a couple different things you can do. Three easy ones is first, take a step back, do a five by five. If you're trying to work on something that's just not working, getting frustrated and you, you just want to smash the computer because it's not working right. Just. Step back, do it, you know, go grab a drink of water, go to the bathroom, walk around your, the block if you're, or walk around the building, you know, take it, take it, do a five by five, five, five feet back, five by for five minutes. And you allow your brain to settle down. It'll turn the amygdala off. It'll return on your, you know, your frontal cortex where all the actual logic processing happens. You can also do the same, uh, do the same thing by taking a deep breath. Just that turns that, uh, the, the, the amygdala, it kind of doesn't mute it, but it turns the volume down and allows the, the, your thinking part of the brain to actually start doing its job again. If you're getting, you really got yourself worked up. Another thing you can do is just go talk to a friend and just voice what it is and get a different person's perspective. Now, something else you can actually also do to stop anger is to change your overall mindset. And one of the best ways to do that is there's a couple different, you know, there's several different ways of, of changing your mindset, especially if it's one where you are 
constantly running and butting up against an anger issue. First one is pull out a, uh, a notebook and start a, a gratitude journal. I talk about gratitude journals all the time, but this is one of the best tools for changing a mindset from that of a victim, that of scarcity, and changing it over into an abundant mindset where you start seeing all that you have, all the good that's in your life, and all the resources that are actually available to you instead of focusing in on that one little thing that's just irritating you. He's got all the money. I don't have any. And it's not fair. You know, those types of things don't serve you. They don't help you. And so getting out, uh, getting that mindset away from you and changing it to someone where you're actually able to see, Hey, I'm, I can make that money. I can save that money up is a lot easier to do when you actually have a gratitude journal. You can't be angry and grateful at the same time. Another is stop watching the news. Uh, the news does nothing more than out to make you mad. It's make you emotionally invested in whatever it is they're talking about. 24 new hour news cycle is just gone bonkers. They don't tell the news anymore. They tell their view of the news, whether it's Fox or MSNBC, CNN, The Blaze, any of those types of news organizations. Yeah, they're they're pr- trying to provide a service t- of giving you what information is, but they're not giving it, giving just the facts. They're giving their view of the facts with very little of the facts, both sides of the facts available. So find the, get rid of the, of the news cycle. If you're used to watching news all the time, stop it. Watch your local news so you know what's happening in your immediate area. They'll talk, the local news channels will mention national news from time to time, but they do a better job of just sticking with the facts. And finally, find your purpose. Find a purpose. I came across a, there's a link to it on, on the show notes by, uh, by Jack Canfield. He gives a great article on how finding your purpose. I've got, uh, article, uh, articles and, and blog posts out about how to find your purpose too. So there's plenty of, of material out on the internet that can help you find your purpose, be able to pursue your purpose, get your passion going. When you are busy following your per- pursuit, people can do stupid stuff and you're going, dude, I don't have time to mess with that type of drama. I don't care. I've got my, goal I have to make. And when you start doing that, that's when, you know, you're really going to stop worrying about what other people think. Can you stop being angry? Yeah, you can, but you're going to have to actually do some work on yourself because you're the only person, you're the only variable in everything that you actually can change. You can't change anybody else. So now with that, let's jump on over into the main topic. Now the main topic is do words have power? And like I said in the introduction, at first I was like, yeah, yeah, they've got power. They, they have all sorts of power. And then as the more I got to thinking about it, the more it started to bother me, the more I got to kind of really processing do words have power. And, uh, so I walked up to somebody and I said, Crucio, guess what? They didn't fall over, fall onto the ground, writhing in agony. Yet that's one of the unforgivable, you know, curses from, Harry Potter. That, yeah, it's a made up spell, but we want to think that we have these amazing abilities of being able to just use words to hurt people. We want, we think we have these, this amazing ability to say words that, you know, inspire people. We have the ability to make, say words that, you know, will make people feel things. And in all reality, no, we don't. Words 
I love the the best definition of what a word is is a vibration that's generated through air in the shape of your mouth. That's by uh, by Ryan Mickler over at uh, the uh, Order of Man. Words have, in all reality, no power. They can have an influence on you if you choose to get, let them have that influence. If you choose to to call someone a a name, they have that choice to take that as going. You know what? You need to have a bloody nose for that. Or they may go, "Wow, that's the best you could do." Good try and walk off. They have, you have no, your words have no influence. Yet people want to say that words have power because it actually allows them to take the, their responsibility for their actions and hand it off to something that is nothing more than a vibration in the wind. They want to say, well, he called me a bad name or he said that I was, you know, that I've got, uh, I've got a big nose. You know, as kids, we said a common phrase that has seemed to have been forgotten and has disappeared from the, uh, from the, from the ethos and uh, from our world and our society. And that is sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That needs to start being said religiously by all of us. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but Words will never hurt me because that simple little nursery rhyme has a whole lot of truth in it. We are worried about what someone's going to say to somebody else. Well, they're going to say what they want. You have no power to stop it. All the power that you have is the power of how you're going to react to what they say. A lot of times people will say, you know, I'll, I'm, from growing up in a small town, I quickly learned that small towns are famous for rumors. and. Actually, me and a friend of mine, we, I think I've told the story before, where we used to actually go to our local cafe on, that was on the opposite end of town where we worked, and we would actually take the time of making up rumors about one or the other and say them just loud enough so that the girls working at this cafe could hear. And then we would time to see how long it would take for that rumor to get back to us over at our work on the opposite end of town. And sometimes the rumors beat us. <laughs> we would get there and go, hey, dude, what's this about such and such so-and-so? And we would laugh and go, yeah, we were just making it up over at, over at the cafe. <laughs> it's like, what, it's not true? It's like, no, dude, it's not true. And But what people say about you, whether they're true or not, only have power on you. Yeah, people like to d- dive into drama and dive into intrigue and and all this just to, you know, because it generate they want it to generate an emotion they want to feel as if they're being relevant to their society to their society which is this little community and in all reality it's not it doesn't mean anything it's really whatever you want to choose to mean i mean we've got words that have several different meanings to them you say say it one way and it has one particular meaning and it says another way and it completely have a completely different meaning now, do words have specific meanings? That answer is yes. If a guy says he's going to punch you in the head, well, get ready because he's going to, that means he's going to punch you in the head. So you can take and you can understand the meaning of a word, but to imply, to, to apply a, an emotional condition to a word is, is, is completely up on, uh, up to you. 
So if you want to have have the power to delight a person, you can give them words of love, words of encouragement. If you want, but they when you give that person that those words of love and encouragement, they actually have the choice, and they actually make the choice of whether they're going to accept that word of the, those affirmations of love and 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 encouragement, or are they just going to dismiss them as yeah, whatever. Had a problem with that with my wife for a long time, where you know I would go up to her and say, "Oh, you look beautiful today," and she's like, "Whatever." No, really, you. Do. I think you look beautiful. That's the way I think. But because she had a problem with her own self-image, she took that as you know me just trying to get into her pants. Which I mean, honestly, as a guy, I mean, yeah, I, I would like to always be able to get into her pants when I want. But you know, it doesn't happen. It takes two to tango. You know that type of thing. Eventually, she started realizing that hey, I'm serious about when I say that I think you're beautiful. And so because of that, she has started to accept that that is a compliment and to accept it as, as words of encouragement and that I, I'm, I am there for her because, well, for the longest time, she wasn't used to having people actually throw compliments about, about her, her life's ambition and her art and things like that. To be able to give those to her and those, those words do have a power over her because those are those are words that she chose to want to allow power to to infuse be infused in when at first you know they weren't having any any power to them at all so can words have power if you want them to if you are using power the words the power of words as an excuse that's again because you want it to somebody call you ugly well dude in their eyes, they may be, they may think you are ugly. In your eyes, you think you may be the next Casanova. I mean, come on. Watch Roxanne or Cyrano de Bergerac. Well, that guy had a huge honker and still he, depending on the, uh, on the show, he, he got, got the, uh, got the woman because, you know, he had the ability to save things in ways that people wanted to hear and sometimes we want to hear that we are ugly so to, to affirm that belief in ourselves that we are ugly and so that's one of the reasons why i think that uh the the second greatest commandment in the bible first being you know uh or first being what is it to, to i think it's to love your god with, with all your might or something like that but the second is to love your neighbor uh, the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if you can't love yourself, you're not going to have any any ability to truly love somebody else. You have to love yourself. First, you have to know how to generate that feeling of love because you're the only one who's going to feel the love. You can love your wife, your girlfriend, your kids all you want. They're never going to feel that love. They may see the actions of your love, but that doesn't mean that they're going to feel the love you have with that going ahead and we'll wrap it up and guys i want to thank you very much for taking the time to listen through this and if the if there was anything in here that you liked and really struck a chord like i said in the beginning share this uh share this podcast episode out share the whole show out let people know that there is this incredible podcast out there called uh the relaxed mail that way they can they can also 
come to join the community and help us grow. If you want to go a little further in the, uh, in helping us out, you can also go to relaxmail.com forward slash pod chaser and leave a rating or review there. Or if you're on the Apple podcast, you can also leave a rating or review in the, in the Apple podcast app. If you, uh, want any help side, you're, you're getting tired of maybe you are facing problems with anger, but it's not a, it's not something of past, uh, past issues that have caused the, caused the, the anger to form and you want to try to get rid of it. The brotherhood of men would love to be able to sit down and help work, help you work through those particular problems. If you are wanting just a little bit of a, a speed boost to, to get around the, the learning curve, dude, we can, the brotherhood of men can help you out with that. So guys, want to thank you again for listening. Uh, sub- please subscribe if you aren't subscribed. You'll get these uh, episodes every Wednesday, uh, Thursday, and every Wednesday I put out a blog post. There's lots of different, uh, lots of information over at relaxmail.com. Go and read and see what uh, what's available there. And I will go ahead and let you go. Continue on with your day. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week. So till then, bye.